Welcome back to Frank Friar Fridays. This is Father Patrick Bykowskis broadcasting from St. Dominic Priory in St. Louis, Missouri. And today we bring you the final uh, episode of the uh, three-part interview with Dr. Walt Larimer. And I, golly, I hope that you all feel a little bit healthier as a result of these conversations and great insights that Dr. Walt has provided for us. Today is, I'm uh, recording this opening on uh, August the 6th, which is the traditional uh, feast day of St. Dominic. It was changed when this was made, the Feast of the Transfiguration. And so then it was, uh, the feast day of St. Dominic was moved to August 8th. But this is the, the day for many uh, centuries when we honored St. Dominic. So I'm going to begin with a prayer to St. Dominic to start our broadcast today. O oh, glorious St. Dominic, who filled with the zeal for the salvation of souls did preach the gospel in season and out of season and did establish the order of friars preacher to labor for the conversion of heretics and poor sinners. Pray St. Dominic to God for us, that God may grant us to love all our brothers and sisters sincerely and to cooperate always by our prayers and good works in their sanctification and eternal salvation. And we ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. And here we are with our final episode with Dr. Walt Larimer for good health and then having that occasional indiscretion that I had last night. Well, but you know, I, I saw something that you wrote. I mean, and one of the things I met in your introduction, I, I didn't go into all the details, but you've written some, you've written, you've written thousands of daily sorts of reflections and uh, thoughts of the day, that kind of thing. One of them I saw was talking about when you should eat fruits and vegetables mm. and I thought you said something about having a milk product after dinner. And I would presume that <laughs> I immediately jumped to say, well, that must mean that Walt suggests that we can have ice cream after our, 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 our dinner. Did I misread that, Walt? No, it's just, it's just dairy products. And, you know, there's some dairy products are health more helpful than other dairy products. And, and uh, certainly uh, one that's, has added sugars to it, as many of the ice cream products do, it may not always be a routinely healthful product to eat. But, but you can enjoy those occasional indiscretions by, by having good nutrition habits. Uh, you know, we talked, you began the program saying, well, having an hour uh, of sleep a night's not very helpful, but sometimes you have short nights. Uh, Barb's sister was visiting and she had an early flight. So we were up at 3.30 this morning to get her to the airport. So shorter night than usual. Uh, that would be unhealthy on a long-term basis. But for those occasional special events, uh, if you're healthy, then your your body, your soul, your spirit are, are able to take those occasional unhealthy hits without it affecting your total health. You know, um, one of the things that um, I, I mentioned with a very first introduction was uh, in uh, praying for an understanding that each of us hopefully has as to why it is that we want to um, stay healthy. I mean, there's 
I guess there's the, 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 you know, the very selfish reasons, which aren't always bad either, you know, that we, we are responsible for other individuals. Uh, we want to take care of ourselves so that we can um, be a good, a good provider and, a, and, a, and a, a good citizen and those sorts of things that we, those roles that we have, good parents, good children. But you, you also talk about, you know, the, the distinction that sometimes we uh, are an addition that I more, maybe more appropriately, um, time, treasure and talent. But there's more to it than that, isn't there? When we talk about the, the, the gifts that we have um, in being people who um, are, are created by this our God to, to, to some holy purpose. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I often hear pastors and priests talk about the three T's, the three gifts that we're to steward, you know, our time, uh, our treasure, our talent. And to me, there's a, a obvious uh, missing link there. And that's what I call the fourth T, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, that God has created our bodies and divinely designed them. And they work together. They work in intricate, amazing ways. I, I remember in anatomy studying the function of the hand and just thinking, how can you not believe in a, a design when you look at the amazing way our brain works and our heart works and our hands, our hands work. But God gives us our bodies to steward, to, to care for. And although we know that spiritual health is in, important, Physical conditioning is healthy also. Uh, and so I, I like to emphasize those four T. Uh, how, how am I stewarding the time that God gives me? How do, I, how do I spend that time? How do I use that time as a time of worship? Not just in my Sunday worship, but in my day-to-day -day worship. How do I pray without ceasing? How do I look for him in each patient interaction? Uh, uh, you know, that, that stewardship of time, how do I not spend it unwisely? And, and then for my talent, how do I utilize the profession into which I'm called, the vocation? You know, that Latin word base for vocation is the Latin word vocale. It's to mm -hmm. be called. What has God called, right? called you to do? And how do you profess him within that, that vocation? And uh, how do you keep that vocation from becoming harmful to your relationships or are to your health. And of course, our treasure, that it's, it's all God's scripture tells us, how do we return to him in tithe and offering what he has given us? And what are the health benefits of, 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 of not uh, putting that into storehouses, but paying it ahead? How do we uh, sacrificially give in such a way that, that we invest in eternity and in, in God's work? And then we add to that the stewardship of our the temple of the Holy Spirit. God loves our body that he created and wove together in the womb in such a way that he places his Holy Spirit in us to teach us and to guide us and to convict us and to lead us uh, into all truth and all things. And so for me, it's an ongoing process. Barb and I uh, take a, a week each year of, of a silent retreat. Uh, we believe that the word listen and the word silent have the exact same letters for mm -hmm. a reason <laughs> <You know>? ah. <laughs> to have that silent retreat where we 
meet with God individually and together to assess where are we in our in our journey to coming to know him and making him known to know him more deeply and sweetly so we do that once a year and then once a month we take a, a half a day for just a, a retreat together it may be a walk somewhere or a trip somewhere or mm-hmm. just time here at the at the house and then to have that daily quiet time each day just to get up in the morning for us to get up a little bit earlier than normal and then just have that that even if it's just a few moments alone with God to, to recenter and say, how are we stewarding these gifts that you've given us in such a way to bring glory to you and to good to ourselves? That's wonderful. You know, we, we share this. The reason this all came about is that we share mutual friends and Paul and Mary Lee Williams, and I'm going to see them in a couple days. And I was with Paul one time and he said, why is it that you've become, you think we've become such good friends? And I said, with little hesitation, Paul, I said, Paul, I think what it is, is that when I'm, when we're together, um, we, we just have kind of normal conversations. Uh, Sometimes when I go over to someone's house and I'm sort of bombarded with all, you know, theological questions, and I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to talk about faith and, and religion and theology, but sometimes I want to have normal conversations with people that people recognize, and Paul recognizes that because he said, you know, I was a doc, when I was a doctor, people would, I'd go over to somebody's house and I would get bombarded with medical questions all night. And I felt like, well, this is sort of like a busman's holiday. You know, I, I don't really feel like I've been able to into, enter into conversations in kind of a normal way, which I, 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 I need sometimes. And, and I don't know if you have that that same experience but you you're a writer as well i mean people i guess you know they certainly see you as dr walt larimer but you've 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 written nonfiction and fiction um how do you how do you make those how people make those distinctions understand that you're you know that we're a variety of things in our life um, and, and how do you do that for Dr. Walt Larimer in your own life? Yeah, great question. I kind of base my practice on uh, on Paul's St. Paul's teaching that we're to all have someone who teaches us. We're, have, we're to have folks at kind of our level, if you would, and then folks that, that we teach. Uh, Paul said, take these things that I teach you and then pass them on to others that, that they may spread. Just kind of that idea that that I think part of God's divine design is that we all have uh, our pastoral professionals and our faith communities who uh, can teach us and lead us and guide us. But having a mentor, having a coach, I uh, uh, when I moved to Kissimmee in 1985, uh, my partner John and I were looking for pastoral professionals to community. So we met with the rabbi, we met with the two Roman Catholic priests, we met with all of the pastors over time. And we just said, hey, we may have patients who will have spiritual needs. And uh, if they are of your faith community or actually parishioners of your community, would you like to join us in in that, uh, in caring for them? And we did not have a single pastoral professional said no. Every one of them said yes. In fact, if we had any complaint over our 16 years together, it was, how come you don't call me more often? Because uh-huh. there's just something special about joining together. I, I had one, our, our local Catholic priest later became a, an archbishop. 
But Father John said, uh, he'd always call me Walter. He said, Walter, there is a distance between the pulpit and the pew that does not exist at the bedside. That when people are, are in the confessional, when people are hurting, there's just yeah. something you know special that occurs. And so uh, I, as we met with each of the pastors, I'd say, who is the businessman in the community that most reminds you of Jesus? And after the third pastor said, Bill Judge, he's a dairy farmer, I said, okay, that's the guy I'm going to call. So I called Bill and met with him, and he has been my mentor, my coach, uh, for the last 30, 35 years. And so wow. as I just talked to him yesterday, Bill's 94 years old now. He's still my mentor. And then I always, Barb and I've always had an accountability group uh, of, of other couples, or in my case, other men who meet together just to talk, just to have fellowship, just to laugh together. Uh, and spiritual things aren't off the table, but just like you said, Patrick, they're not the right. only things on the table. We're doing right. life together. And so it's it's kids and grandkids and, and finances and politics and, and all of it combined together, but we hold each other accountable. And we tend to ask, uh, you know, how are you doing with your health? How are you doing with your morals? Are, are you protected morally? How are you doing with your money? How are you doing with your, your marriage? So we, we hold each other accountable. And then lastly, uh, taking that opportunity uh, to mentor, to coach, to disciple those who are behind you. And so in my case, working with medical students and residents are, Barb and I have a, a, a ministry for young married couples to work with us behind, but those uh, are part of, I think, a healthful community uh, that, that monitors our spiritual growth, but also stimulates that spiritual growth. Yeah, how important that is for all of us to recognize that, to, those personal needs that we have, and you know, we can't give, give away what we don't have ourselves. Oh, I that's think. so true, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, Walt, it has been a, uh, a real treat to have you with us. I can't thank you enough. I, I um, have really appreciated the time that you've been able to spend with us. And I, I hope that um, I'm going to make a point of uh, getting some of our medical students to, to listen in on this as well. I think it would be enormously helpful for them, but for all of us, certainly, and how we can recognize that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and how we need to care for that so that we can do what God has called each of us to do. And He's called you to do some pretty wonderful things. Oh, for all of us. And and for you, Father Patrick, to the vocation to which you have given your life and, and your all. May you, Father, continue to grow in your knowledge of, of God more deeply and more sweetly. And as a result, may that overflow into your friendships, your relationships, your congregants, uh, that, that your salt would be flavorful uh, and that your light would be attractive so that God, Father, that, that Father, God would, that people would see God's good work uh, in you, but that they would glorify him uh, and that they would come to know him more deeply and sweetly through your ministry, your, your, your care and your love for them. And may that be true for all of our listeners, that we would grow to know him more deeply and sweetly and then look forward to an eternity together of continuing to grow in our knowledge of our Father. Walt, I don't know if I've ever received a more beautiful blessing. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you, Father Patrick. I look forward to our next visit. Take care.